Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair. It's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia. And you get me, George Camel, And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. <laughs> You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Merrin Talks Your Money, the personal finance edition of Merrin Talks Money. In these bonus podcasts, yes, bonus, we get tips from experts across industries on how to make the most of your money. I'm Merrin Somerset Webb. This week, it's bonus season. A question I'm sure is on everyone's minds is how you should spend or not spend your bonus, assuming you get one. Joining me now is Claire Ballantyne, personal finance reporter at Bloomberg News. Hi, Claire. Hello. Now, listen, the first thing we should ask is, are most people going to get a bonus? You know, you, in the column you wrote about this a few months ago, you start with companies are slashing jobs, pay is starting to flatline, analysts are bracing for a volatile year. Is there a chance that maybe bonuses are going to be a little disappointing this year? What we've seen, at least in the U.S., is that bonus season has been disappointing from some of the big banks. A lot of bankers are getting less bonuses, some getting none at all. So that's been disappointing here. And I think that sort of reflects the broader environment of people getting a bit or companies getting a bit more worried about the economy and then slashing bonuses as a result. Yeah, it's a quick way to cut costs. Now, if we're in that environment, and clearly we are, if you do get a bonus... Maybe you should just stick it in the bank and hope for the best for next year. That's a, that is one take, and some advisors will recommend that. But yeah, I think it's it's kind of based on the person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so maybe you should spend it. Well, so there are a couple schools of thought here. And so, you know, the financial advisors that I talked to, very first is looking at your financial situation. And if you have debt, if you have outstanding, you know, student loans, if you don't have an emergency fund, those are the places where your bonus should go to. Okay, so the first place, sorry, I'm just going to go back and go nail down this personal finance stuff. The first thing you should probably do is make sure that you have a certain number of months of living money stuck in an account, right? We always say six months. If you've got six months worth of cash in an account, regardless of whether you have debt or not, still have six months of cash in an account because that's your freedom money. It gives you a sense that you can, if something goes horribly wrong, you can leave your job. You can. There's all sorts of things you can do if you know you've got six months worth of living in the bank. So is that the first thing? Is that what most financial advisors say? Exactly. Yeah. And the six month is a good one. Some recommend three, but they're bumping it up to six months because the job market is a bit more shaky. Yeah. Okay. So you do that. And then from what you said, I'm guessing the next thing is get rid of any high interest debt. High interest debt. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's not just the consumers that are on the lower end of the spectrum. A lot of high earners also have credit card debt or personal debt. So putting your bonus towards that is always a good idea if you have it. Mm. And in the in the U.S., maybe student debt. 
Student debt um, can also be a big factor, too, if you have private student loans. There's a balance here, though, I think. You know, obviously, if you don't have an emergency fund, you want to put your bonus money towards that. If you have a lot of bad debt, you want to put the bonus money towards that. But if you have, you know, say you have a car payment or um, a mortgage payment or, or student loans that don't have a crazy high interest rate, those can kind of be okay to carry over and to gradually pay down, unless you're one of those people who just can't stand the idea of debt then maybe you should use your bonus for it. Yeah, because those debts, mortgage debt and all that kind of thing, they're set up to last for 20 years. And so, you know, you might be able to take your bonus and do something completely different with it rather than than get rid of a debt that you already planned to have long term. Exactly. Yeah. And I think the thing that was really interesting to me in talking with financial advisors, um, you know, obviously the best thing you can do for your financial health is to, you know, pay down debt and all that. But they really stress the fact that you should use at least a little bit of your bonus money on something fun. If you just, you know, pile it all into your your bad debt or into your 401k, it's a little bit sad. I mean, this is what people work for all year. You should treat yourself a little bit. And I think, you know, I think advisors would even say, you know, maybe you put the, you know, 95% of it into your bad debt, but use a little bit to treat yourself. And that kind of motivates you to keep building up good financial habits. Yeah, well, it's interesting. One of the things that we often say on this podcast, John and I, is that uh, your financial life is a balance between the present and the future. And it's quite easy to get yourself caught up, particularly if you read the money pages in the newspapers or personal finance websites, saving websites, etc. It's quite easy to get yourself caught up in the idea that your money should all be dedicated to the future. But of course, now is now and the, the future is unknown. So we need to find a balance between living well now and planning to live well in the future. So with that in mind, it makes perfect sense, almost regardless of your debt position, to take a chunk of a bonus and say, well, I'm going to spend that on something that works for me. I'm very taken with, you wrote about um, uh, a young woman called Donna Hickson, who's just going to spend a bonus on shoes. Yes, I loved that. I mean, that was so great. Just to, Just someone who was sort of treating themselves after a long, hard year. Obviously, just like you said, and I think that's so great, there is a balance with it all. You know, should you spend all of your money on shoes? No, but a little bit treating yourself. And the big thing that career coaches I talked to said is that motivates you to work hard the next year. That makes you feel like your job is producing something and is creating the quality of life that you want. And so a lot of it just comes down to your motivation for for next year. Well, there was an interesting tip on that. Again, I'm on the same column. Sorry, I, I love your columns, Claire. Um, on this column about um, uh, Tay Ladd, which is a, that's got to be an American name, hasn't it? Um, oh, yes. Yeah. She's a corporate lawyer and she pre-spent some of her bonus on some Apple products. And then she put a video about it on TikTok. And by doing that, she somehow encouraged herself to actually work the hours that she needed to get that bonus. And she said, rewarding myself preemptively actually motivated me. And that's one way to look at it, isn't it? Spend it now, then you've got to put the hours in to get that bonus. That was an interesting one. And I I don't know if I would would recommend that, but I think pre-spending can be a little dangerous. But I do think there's something there in, you know, motivating yourself to get to the to the goal. Or maybe, you know, it's bonus season now and you can sort of think about next year. Maybe you say to yourself, okay, if I do, you know, these three things, then I'm gonna spend, you know, my entire bonus on this, you know, one pair of shoes I want or this vacation. So 
seems to me like rewarding yourself at the end is better, but, you know, to each their own. Mm. I mean, one of the, the key things here, in fact, I, I tend to think that in, in life in general, one of the key things that one should always be doing is attempting not to create regret. Right. I think it's the worst emotion you can possibly have is regret. So you want to spend a lot of your time thinking about your life in terms of how can I do this so that I don't regret my choices. And when it comes to a bonus, you are leaving yourself a lot of room for regret in either direction. If you spend it all on boring stuff, you might regret that you never had that great trip to Sri Lanka. And if you only have the great trip to Sri Lanka, boy, you're going to regret not paying off some of that debt. Definitely. And there's sort of a, a middle ground, too, I think, that at least some advisors I talked to suggested, you know, maybe you can use your bonus to splurge in a way that's going to help you long term. Maybe you sign up for a fancy gym membership or maybe you have a meal delivery service, which both makes your life a little easier and maybe helps you eat healthy. So there's there's a middle ground there, too. You can set yourself up for maybe some other health and lifestyle goals. I talked to one woman and I just loved this. She was a financial advisor herself and she spent some of her bonus on permanent makeup. So that's the eyeliner that is permanent. So she could save herself money getting ready or save herself time getting ready in the morning. She has young kids. I I just thought that was so great. That's a great gift to yourself. But Claire, what if eyeliner fashions change? Mm. I'm feeling potential Great for regret. <laughs> I am feeling potential for regret. Um, I think there, I think there are versions that you know last maybe six months or so. It's mm. not permanent, permanent. But okay. yes, great point. <laughs> All right, the one I tell you what the one that I particularly liked that is in another one of your columns that you suggested, um, and it was again it was a suggestion from an IFA who said that a lot of his male clients and this is such a male thing, isn't it? They like sports betting. And so one thing you can do with the bonus is you can take a small amount of it that you think to yourself, I just don't mind losing this and I'm going to have some fun with it. And you can put it into a separate account and use it for your sports betting, for your crypto investing. Um, hate mail to the user address, please. Uh, your crypto investing, your sports betting, and possibly maybe your uh, your uh, moonshot investing, your small cap investing, your high tech, high growth investing, whatever it is, things that have a have a much higher risk profile than the stuff you might put in your in your uh, in the UK SIP and in the US your four hundred one k etc. Things with a higher risk profile, you can set yourself up a little account that is a play account, a fun account. And if you lose it, well, hey, you lost it. And maybe it's uh, it gives you the same pleasure as a pair of shoes might give someone else. Definitely. And I like that, too, because if you put it in the fund, you can use that in June. You know, you don't have to spend your bonus right now when you get it. You can put it in a fund and then, you know, gradually draw it down as you need it throughout the year. So there's there's no there's no law that says you have to spend your bonus right now. Mm. And there is um, another interesting idea that you wrote about that I'm very keen on because I'm a natural pessimist. Well, I try to be a natural optimist. And on some things, I'm a natural optimist. I've obviously an apocalyptic mindset knocking around in the back. And as regular listeners will know, and one of the things that someone suggested is um, using some of your bonus to invest in preparing for an emergency. And this really is to suggest you don't think you're going to get a bonus next year. Assemble an emergency <laughs> kit, accumulate a week's worth of food, set up a basement retreat or even a full bunker. A full bunker? And you have quite a, a big bonus for a full bunker. 
<laughs> yeah, that one, that one's a bit extreme, but I think that's um, that was a really interesting one. And I can sort of, you know, see, sure, if you want to set up a full bunker and you have the funds for it, go for it. But, you know, there's even a bit more middle ground, you know, like, you know, do you have stuff in your apartment if the power goes out? It's probably a good idea to sort of think about that. You know, is your pantry stocked? Do you have these things that are going to make your life, you know, okay if if say you you know have a bad illness and you know like during covid times we needed food to 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 stock up on that so some of these smaller things you know do you have a um like a toolkit you know i know a lot of people that that maybe probably don't have that in their their new york apartment that one everyone has a toolkit everyone has a toolkit (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I don't know. People my age, I'm I'm, you know, in my um late twenties now. I think a, maybe maybe some don't, but it's you know, investing in a good okay, one Claire, is, w- is a good idea. I want you to go out and spend some of your bonus on a toolkit, okay? <laughs> Noted. I will definitely do All that. Right. Um, <laughs> now the in the UK, of course, we did a podcast last week with an energy consultant and listening back to that, I can tell you that there's a very strong chance of blackouts coming in the UK relatively soon. So everyone is gonna want to have torches, candles, a couple of weeks worth of food, etc. Because you just never know when that kind of thing is 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 going to come. So there's a lot in there. Now, one thing I would say and ask you about is that this isn't really just about bonuses. Is that we're not really talking about bonuses. We're talking about any lump sum you might come into suddenly. So everything that we've discussed holds for an inheritance, for example, as well, doesn't it? Mm, yeah, that's a great point, too. Any sort of random sum of money that you come into. And I think that's also a great point because I know way too many people that think of their bonus as part of their salary. And that's a dangerous mindset because it's not guaranteed. So you shouldn't be counting on that. But but yes, great point with if you have an inheritance, if you have um, if you come into any kind of money sort of randomly um, or undeservedly, should we say? Undeservedly. <laughs> yes. Yes. Great point. And so, you know, you, you could have a sort of a balanced approach to that. You could put, you know, some to retirement, I think is smart, paying down bad debt. Very smart. Maybe if you have kids, putting it in their college fund and then maybe a little bit to, to treat yourself um, and maybe to take a vacation or travel. That's a good investment in yourself, too. Mm, so experiences. It's, it's that balanced approach, I think, is really important. If you got a huge bonus and you could take any trip you wanted, go anywhere in the world you wanted right now, where would it be? You know, that is a great question because I'm actually about to do a three-month job swap in Hong Kong. So I leave a, a week in a week. And so I, um, it's great timing because I have a couple of trips planned that are kind of once-in-a-lifetime trips. I'm going to Japan and I'm going to Thailand. So that that's actually is where my bonus money is going this year. It's <laughs> fantastic. Well, Claire, thank you so much for joining us today. Really, really useful information. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this bonus Marin Talks Money. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, if you like our show, rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have a personal finance issue you'd like us to talk about, to get an expert on to talk about, let us know. This episode was hosted by me, Marin Somerset Webb. It was produced by Samasadi and Tiffany Choi. Additional editing by Rishi Bajakel. Special thanks to Claire Ballantyne.
Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair. It's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia. And you get me, George Camel, And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. <laughs> You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.